Crable, you look like you've gotten ready to go to work. Do you have makeup on? Wait, keep on. You got, you Dude, get, where's the I, background music? Da, 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 I, yeah, background. Keep background. 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 Crable's kind of breaking up. I can't quite hear. Oh, there we go. Okay. Okay. So what I want to Christian Pablo and Dave podcast. Uh, what's what's the date today? Uh, it is. Tell me the date, Pablo. Well, it's twenty degrees out. Is that the number you're looking for? <laughs> yeah. It's my seventh day of house. And it's is that also the twentieth? The twentieth. Yeah, it is. No, you guys. Here's my three twenty twenty twenty, and we are well. Look, wait, let's let's hold that just for a second, Kristen. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> We are, uh, um, obviously, we're the three of us in social isolation. Is that what you call it? Social distancing. Social distancing. Social isolation. I call it sheltering at home because doesn't that sound nice? We're sheltering at home. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Okay. We're sheltering at home separately and... uh, um, But equal. (laughs) And that's going to be the intro for this episode. Pablo, or Kristen, you were saying... Well, I'm trying to decide how to keep the calendar because you can see. Here's my calendar. You see it? Yeah. Rable is showing us. Yeah, we're on uh, FaceTime. We're looking oh, at each other on FaceTime. showing us with anyway, her phone, her calendar. So we started, McKenna and I started sheltering at home on the 13th. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven was yesterday. And I'm trying to decide, do I start over at one or do I go to eight? I think I'm going to start over at one because if we're here for 18 months, or whatever, I'm going to feel better counting time in chunks than in days. Or will I feel better with like the victory of day 68 and I haven't killed my child? <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> you should, maybe you should start doing prison hash marks. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I love that. <laughs> they have to do self-tattoos. Are you just looking for a way to mark the time that is not in the sort of traditional linear year zero? This is year zero. Yeah, because McKenna and I have been very proud. Like, yes, we're doing it. Yes, wow, four days, Mom. We haven't seen anyone else except virtually or from a distance on our walks. So I just thought, you know, what should I do today? Should I do eight or should I go back to one? Do you have any feelings? I'm going to keep my own calendar, which is how wacko Frable gets (laughs) (laughs) when she crosses the divide from eccentric to absolute batshit. (laughs) And I think we're well in the safe territory, but seven days alone with your daughter, I mean, I hear you. No, I like it. I mean, I feel... Yeah, right now you like it and she hasn't murdered you. That's what I'm saying. We're, We're at... Uh, my calendar has two settings, two days. One is Frable not dead. The second is Frable dead. Oh, what What was that book, Stranger in a Strange Land? I grok you. Yeah. I grok yeah. you. Is that from uh, Heinlein? Heinlein, Stranger in a Strange Land, right? And yeah. is grokking from that book? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I couldn't remember if it was a Heinleinism or a um, Vonnegutism. It's a Highlandism. Well, you, you, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong because you're the science boy. You're the I don't, 
I, I don't, I've not read a lot of Heinlein. I mean, I've obviously I've read some Heinlein, but, and, and I've not read a lot of Vonnegut, so I can't remember. I can't remember where I put my coffee plunger. That's what I'm worth. Is this why we're getting the dizzying display of Frable walking around everywhere? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes in fact, it Because is. it looks a lot like a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw up. Welcome to my world. Okay, I'm giving I'm giving over to the fact that I cannot find it. It'll have to be iced coffee for later. Okay, I'm I'm going to settle in. So I I just want to tell you guys that I googled Grok on my phone and all I got was stories about coronavirus. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Yeah, they, they uh, Google, I guess you could search for 19th century impressionists and you'd still get coronavirus. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, okay. There's something to try. How is everyone? Oh. How are you this morning, Davo? I'm, uh, I'm doing okay. I, uh, yeah, it's been really up and down. I've, I, um, I haven't been getting enough sleep. I've been obsessing, um, just reading all day, um, articles, uh, New York times, Washington post, Atlantic, uh, NPR, um, you know, what just bouncing from base to base and, uh, um, just trying to find more information and going down the the elf, the maniacal the elf, elf hole of, of coronavirus. <laughs> and um, um, it, I've got to stop. It's c- because it's, it sends me into. Um, it's probably not good for your body. It's terrible. Yeah. for It's terrible for my mental and I think my physical health too. And, yeah. you know, it, it sets off hypochondria and. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just fear spiral. I'm, I'm just going down into uh, um, anxiety spirals. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Dave. I, um, yeah, I, I have no advice, just love, and I sympathize. I think my, I think that was where I was at, uh, maybe initially, and I'm, I'm much less so in that space, uh, because it's such a, a profound change in our lives and in the health and self safety and well being of those around us. Um, there is something, uh, in some ways undoable about it. You know, you do what you do, you, um, shelter in place uh, as we're doing, you, um, wash your hands, you do all the things that you can do and then you let it play out just in some ways, like crossing the street, you look both ways, you don't cross on a red, um, and, and somebody could still run you over, but you know, what can you do? Well, also, isn't it a question too, Devo, of putting new practices in place to replace the, you know, the hunger for information, which I completely share. But I've realized that for my um, family, I need to do things like we're doing yoga in the morning and yoga at night. We're taking an hour and a half walk. I mean, just put it, we're doing a dance break in the middle of the day. Yeah. In, in putting in different scheduled events. Yeah, yeah. It 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 helps to um well, to be with to go for one thing to go over to Kathy's and be around her and her kids and Yeah. Um and 
just get out of my own head. Um, and yeah, and I've got little things, little projects around here. I've got a, a, a honey do list, me being the honey. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> honey, do list. Yeah, I call and I go around. I, I say, I call myself honey. Well, that's so that's nice. nice. <laughs> I, I call myself sweetie uh, when I screw up. I say, sweetie, that's okay. <laughs> you, you can, you know, we all, that's funny. <laughs> oh, honey. Uh, David, let me ask you this. When was the last time you made the powerful love <laughs> to your woman? Maybe this <laughs> oh, is what questions. The blue version of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not blue. It's love. It's, it's about love oh, yeah, and connection. Love, love. Yes, and sweet, sweet whispering and hugsies. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. How? Yeah. When are you getting the love, Dave? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of love, and and there's a lot of. I think that there's, you know, just in general among friends, I'm getting all these you know texts and, mm. um, and and I'm I'm sending that and make making lots of phone calls and just checking yeah. in with my people and. Um, so that, that part feels good, but it's just the, the real uncertainty that's happening right, right now that is really unsettling. Um, and it's I, making it hard for me to sleep. And, you know, so last night I got maybe three hours. Oh, honey. Um, well, that's a bummer, dude. Yeah. I, I, you know, I went to bed around midnight and I, and I went right to sleep and then I woke up around two and, mm. uh, and read until like five <laughs> And then, uh, so what are you, uh, are you, I, I got more than two. Are you reading anything good or did you? Oh, I'm, I'm reading, uh, uh, Eleanor Oliphant is completely oh, fine. Right. Have you was that the, heard that? Was that the intimacy yeah. book you suggest or something? Doesn't she write on intimacy or sex? Or no, something? no, no. Well, that's Esther Perel. Um, Esther Perel. Thank you. always great. But, um, uh, and especially, you know, I should listen to her again because her, I love her on audiobook. Her voice is really, really soothing. There you go. There's a um, But this Eleanor Oliphant uh, is, uh, oh, no doubt it'll be made into a movie, uh, sort of a rom- rom-com, although it's a very dark, it's got a very dark side to it. Um, uh, yeah, it's really good. It's a, it's a story of child abuse and <laughs> redemption. <laughs> That sounds like a romantic comedy I'd like Super to see. Super uplifting. Super uplifting. Okay, let's, okay. let's say uh, awkward, <laughs> an, an awkward um, misfit um, trying to find love who it turns out that the reason she's an awkward misfit is because she's been horrifically <laughs> abused as a child. And, and she is aware of this or is unaware of it? Uh, she becomes aware of it. Um, she was so traumatized that, that uh, the book is sort of the process of her... Uh, uh, discovering through a wow, but it's fiction, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, 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 and it's uh, <laughs> it's set in Scotland, huh? Oh. Yeah, it sounds really good, it's good, yeah, it's good, it's very well written, yeah. It's um, I can't remember the author, but Google it, yeah, I will. Huh. I'm googling it now. Uh, all I'm getting is coronavirus. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, you caught it off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading um, Sing Unburied Sing by Jessamyn Ward, and it is about basically very, very under-resourced people with crack and terrible things, but set in the Deep South, and it's very good, But and the language is gorgeous, and it it's, I wondered to myself, should I read it, because it's kind of sad, and then I thought, it is so far removed from my life, 
and it's so beautifully written. It's just a nice escape in a way. I'm listening that- to like a 45-hour sci-fi book <laughs> by Haruki Murakami oh, called yeah. IQ84. Oh, I love that one guy. Q, one Q84. What else has he written? I don't know any of his stuff. Um, you know, I was the I went through a Murakami. Chronicles. Yeah, the flying. Yeah, yeah right, right. Um, yeah, I, he that that was his first like really big breakthrough one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then it, it seemed like everybody read that like back in the eighties, um, and then he yeah I read I don't know like three of them and of his works, but he, I, I know he's been cranking them out since then. And mm. yeah. Did you read really the one about long distance running? Uh-uh. Dave? Oh, it's really good. It's a little tiny memoir about him as a runner. Huh? So it's sweet. Well, this better have some magical realism. Or oh, it does. Or I'm sure. Travel, or I'm going to be very disappointed. Now, I'm sure people, it does. Uh, Did you just start it? Yeah. Hot? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, tell us again about your book. Because I felt like I interrupted you. Um, I'll show you. Do 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 do. Okay, this is Sing Unburied Sing, a novel by Jessamine Ward. Jasmine Ward. Jessamine. Jessamine Ward. Yeah, it's wonderful. It is wonderful. I actually don't know how to describe it, but it is um, told from shifting points of view. Uh, one is from a child's point of view. One is from the child's crack crack addicted mother and um they have grandparents it's very beautiful the language is rich and uh, now let me ask you this is a this is a an appropriation question and a slash fiction question there was and i'm i may get the particulars of this story wrong uh but who cares yeah there was an <laughs> author who was selected on Oprah's book club or whatever. Ah, She's a woman. Yeah. Maybe you know more about this than I do, or we were talking <laughs> about it, but, and, uh, I don't think she's, uh, Latino, but she was, her story is a work of fiction about a Mexican woman who maybe is a refugee. I don't quite know. At any rate, the book received a fair amount of, um, criticism, uh, because, I think people leveled the charge of appropriation at her because they felt like she was uh, not sort of qualified to write about the experiences of a Mexican refugee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was raging like a month ago, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know... um, I don't know why suddenly it's no longer in the public dialogue, but... um, I don't know what's happened that's taken the focus (laughs) away from that. That's weird. But what it gets me thinking of, whether you agree with the argument or not, um, let's say I wrote a compelling book about addiction, but I have no, I've never been addicted to anything. I'm not a user or anything like that. Um, would I be subject to the same, uh, investigations or assessments? I suppose if, if some people thought the book was great, then I would get that kind of attention and they would be, wait a second, you're no, uh, you're no crack user. On the other hand, if the book didn't get <laughs> hey, any attention... you're not using crack. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> yeah, on the other hand, if the book didn't get any attention and nobody cared and it just sucked, then nobody's going to subject me to that level of, of um, scrutiny. So what I'm wondering is, is it a function of the success of the book? Uh, is it a function of um, sort of our desire for 
the distance between fiction and authors in the modern age? What what do you think goes into some of that? And do you think the same, uh, I don't mean rules in the prescriptive sense, but the same sort of cultural forces would apply to drug use and those other kinds of identities that are maybe more mutable than race and um, country of like, origin. Like, what if you were from, say, Chicago and you... Um, you uh, became a country singer and sang with a southern accent. Would well, that... that happens all the time. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm Are you saying. talking about rambling Jack Elliott? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> for one thing, I'm talking about somebody who I love, who is uh, Alison Krauss, who, uh, yeah. who um, like, if you go and see see her live, she talks with a southern accent. <laughs> She's yeah. from, you know... Illinois. <laughs> well, look I at mean, Bob Dylan. I mean, Bob Dylan's from Minnesota, and he he said he was from Oklahoma when he first broke. You know. Yeah, yeah. So as well, entertainers, think, can't we just you know lie? Well, you know, you guys. I hate to say this, but this um, has to do with privilege. <laughs> it has to do with um, who is lifted up financially in our culture who has access to publication. Um, it has to do with uh, the, the, the lived and um, vital detail of uh, culture and experience. You're talking about that book called American Dirt by Janine Cummins. Yeah, I don't know. The book. But, but I, that, I, that's uh, the book. I, yeah, I, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. Of course it has to do with all those things. What I'm asking, though, is... Do those same are those same dynamics at play when you're talking about things like, say, drug use? So let's say, for example, you have uh, someone who had an addiction to marijuana and it, and and yet is writing about crack, which skews towards a poorer group. Does does the economics of privilege then play in? When does when do those elements that you're talking about kick in is what I'm really curious about. And I don't think it's exclusively well, it, it, even if it is exclusively privilege, it's the perception of those things as well. Right. Because um, they kick in in some circumstances and they don't kick in in others. Boy, is this going to be an alpha? <laughs> like, for example, your author. Right who's writing about crack, whatever. Um, I don't think anyone has subjected them to that kind of scrutiny. Now, is it because there's, there's no socioeconomic distance between the population he's writing about and the population he comes from? Is it because there's no power imbalance between the population he's writing about and the population he comes from? Or does he in fact meet whatever criteria, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. First of all, the author's a woman of the book that I'm, I'm yeah, reading. Yeah. 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 Um, these are all good questions. And, 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 uh, in a way it, I think it goes, goes back to whose toy is this? Who, who gets to do this? Yeah. Who, well, right. who, who gets to do this and who's watching people do this? And, but, you know, honestly, I, I'm a huge believer in the imagination but I also feel very clear about where we are historically in this moment. I mean, I don't think that uh, I want to be policing anybody myself. But yeah. I also know that I've written things that um, 
I've had people say to me, you know, at another moment in time, this would be a really interesting piece of work. Right now, we're in a culture shift. And um, I'm going to say that it's not going to be well received right now because you're speaking in someone else's voice. Why don't you go away and write in write about something that you know about? Right. But, but and I'm, I'm down with that right to- now. Totally, totally, totally. But that that whole mechanism that you just described is is also a question of perception. I, I remember talking to my um, stepmom, who's a professor of literature. She has two PhDs, actually, one in Latin American literature, one in French literature, and she teaches in Latin American literature. And we were talking about the kind of books we liked, and she said she only likes books where the writing is interesting. And I said, I don't really care about the writing. I like the idea. If that idea is interesting, I'll suffer through the worst writing. And for her, it was just the opposite. And so it's possible you could write a book about somebody that was not your lived experience. And I might love it mm-hmm. because I'm somebody, let's say, who likes the writing. Or I might yeah. love it because I'm somebody who likes the idea. And somebody else might hate it because they feel it's cultural appropriation or so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, that's And, and that's... there are no it, – it is tried in uh, the commercial marketplace. It's tried in the marketplace of ideas, if you will. There's no, um, we don't have actual like laws. We just have uh, sort of the cultural temperature, right? Well, there's, I mean, the cultural temperature, but it's about access. It's the access points and it's who is it lifting up and what not, voice, what voices are coming to the fore in order to, um, you know, who, who has to scrabble for being in the, in in the you know human family and and we're i don't know what you're asking those are the underlying elements which i wholly accept but what i'm what i'm talking about is when what trips those triggers because in this gal's case in the book we were just talking about whatever one you not your author but the one i had brought up um american dirt yeah, I think oh. the the had it been a crappy book, had Oprah not you know selected it and so on and so forth, uh, somebody I, nobody would care, right? Because it wouldn't have sort of cultural relevance. I'm wondering at what point is there a critical tipping point of people caring, and then um, and and not. Do you know what I'm saying? Invoking all those things that you invoked. I mean, you could talk to a publisher and get some graphs about where visibility comes from. Right now, we're in such an interesting point because now we have visibility through social media. I don't know. I, I know that there's a lot of... Um, I think that there's a tremendous amount of merit to the question of who is pushed to the foreground, who has to you know, scrabble on their knees to get visibility. Uh, I think it's a really interesting question. And it's, and then, you know, for me, I, I, I really respect the notion, though I love fiction and I love the realm of the imagination and I love, you know, anything fantastical that is brought up from, 
you know, the underneath. I, I also think that when it comes down to it, people talk about what they know. Well, it's funny because... And, in- and if they're not talking about what they know, then on some level, and appropriation is now a bad word, but um, artists have always borrowed, artists have always steal, stolen, but how the what the political implications of that are it's 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 different right now and it's important and it's totally but the books that i read nobody has any experience that i mean they're creating these universes because i like books that have robot spaceships and time travel so if say a male author is writing from a female perspective the female experience is the least relevant thing about the character and the most relevant thing is she has horns and is half robot yeah but whatever (laughs) <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever genre someone's writing in, they are creating tropes out of their lived experience. And totally. it's not and it's not divorced from the times and the and the prejudices and the assumptions that no, they're, that no, they're no, steeped in. No, yeah. Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. But that's also part of the charm. And in fact, uh, you know, some of the earliest science fiction uh, is so pulpy and there are so many adorable stereotypes it's it's part of the joy of sort of reading it is it's so so uh, anachronistic I mean, and, and silly i i mean uh, did you ever read that the science fiction hall of fame you know the uh, early ones oh my god they were yeah. so good oh yeah the, yeah those yeah. collections like um yeah that have arthur the, c Clarke. yes and, and the yeah. ballad of la Samel. i grew up on those i yeah. love those yeah yeah about cat people and yeah i love that yeah oh they're all so good yeah i mean i love that genre i guess maybe in the case i'm thinking of like say somebody writes a book about habitual drug users and they are not a habitual drug user of course what was that um god there was an oprah book club book and the author was disgraced and he was i know who you're talking about but that was not he was claiming that was not fiction so that that's a clear I feel like we're delving into the area of literary criticism and I don't feel very <laughs> I don't feel very um qualified you know, uh, equipped I'm not, this, <laughs> except with this, my opinions now, I d- is, you know so I'm sitting here you guys are going back and forth on this literary <laughs> criticism thing and I'm like Wow, they're living in a different reality than I am. I'm still over here in coronavirus land, and they're in literature land. And liter- well, yeah, you got to take a break. <laughs> Hop over, Davo. Hop to the island of you know un- unexamined opinions. Come on, of of white people uh, criti- doing exactly. literary criticism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, three dummies sitting around yeah, and talking I, about their opinions. That's and, our podcast. Well, I actually don't have an opinion about this. I'm, 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 uh, I'm sort of interested in the cultural phenomenon. I understand the underpinnings with which you uh, so expertly uh, I didn't you know, elucidated. Don't accuse me of being an expert. <laughs> no experts but, here. <laughs> but, um, but I'm just, you know, it's an interesting cultural phenomenon. I guess that at its most reductive, that's what I would say. It's an interesting cultural phenomenon. Well, I and have a question. These thing, this whole thing was yeah. was really at the center of that whole thing. I mean, if you went back in your time machine a month and listened to, like, Carrie Miller, or, you know, like, um, there were a lot of people who were having this exact discussion, basically. Yeah. 
um, for sure. And uh, yeah, and who I think were more well. I'm, well I'm at less least interested. Than... <laughs> let me just interject quickly. I'm less interested in in um, I'm less interested in the why or the whatever. What I'm interested in is the cultural phenomenon of, of what what crosses that threshold and is that a moving target or yeah and you brought up and drugs so is there another example of that like if you um wrote as a a scientist say you know like there there's a lot of pseudoscience um yeah well i mean in in that case hopefully what would happen is people would be like oh this guy's an idiot he doesn't know anything like you know, if somebody and that's what they did with that book. Well, here, can I interject? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, Pods, exactly. Pods, yeah. can I interject for a second? Sorry, yeah. Because I'm just curious, and I, I love this, and we can talk about this forever, but yeah. I'm just curious, Dave, what are the things that you are going to do to give yourself a break from the coronavirus? <laughs> to give yourself relief, or, I mean, I'm, I, you know, not to stop the flow. Well, this of is one this. of them. Right here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm so glad to see you guys. Yeah, and and one of the things that I've that I've been craving too is is chocolate. Th- <laughs> things that that are are a little more normal, like this, um, and getting into some sort of a rhythm of normal. You know, this. I'm I'm. It's dawning on me that this is the new normal for quite a while. Um, I thought that uh, our governor Tim Walls put it well. He said. Don't think of it. This is getting ready for a blizzard. Thinking of this is is getting ready for winter. Right. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, this is uh, us transitioning into a new normal. Um. And what is that new normal going to be? And if you know, this sort of brings me to what is the function of this podcast of us get going on here? And I oh. another thing I was going to suggest is that we do this a little bit more often. Maybe once a week instead of yeah. once every two weeks. I love that. Because we can. I'm totally you know. down. Yeah. And because it's um, good to see you mugs. Yeah. It's good to see you guys. And, um, and you know, it, this can function as a as sort of a check-in with our, our circles. Um, yeah. Because uh, I think, what, three and, people listen to this? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> our moms and our... Uh, my mom you know, doesn't listen to this yet. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, neither does mine, my but uh, we'll, we'll put my we'll put our moms <laughs> onto this thing. And, and our, Stephanie oh, no, refuses. She has a lot of questions about what we talk what about. What happened to Kristen? Like, oh, oh, there she is. I got a phone call, but oh. I, I'm just learning. Did did I disappear? Or For did a second. Yeah, it, it, just a pause came up. Oh, okay, because yeah. I had to decline. It was my friend Beth from Amsterdam. Beth I'll talk St. to her later. Beth St. John, how are Say you? Say hi to Beth for me. Yeah, after, I will. Uh, after this, I'm going to call Flacco in Berlin. Oh, I was wondering, I was wondering how you guys feel about the no bike trip this year. Well, I don't know. It's uh, you know, our, uh, we were going to meet right around July 1st in Warsaw. Um, was the plan mm-hmm. for this year? So it's a little bit later. Um. He's still assuming it's not, and you know, who knows, who knows what's going to happen by then. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that that may be a little early, (laughs) uh, or is, is the way I'm, I'm crocking it right now. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, yeah, it's a, this is the, and this is the thing that makes me so uncomfortable is that how do you make plans? You can't make any plans at this point. No. Um, you know what? Maybe you can make plans for tomorrow, like the day, which is so interesting. Yeah. 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 Like, how are your days shaped, Dave? How are you? 
well, it's only been like a week, you know. I know. So, um, how are they? <laughs> how are they shaped? I'm doing, uh, you know, kind of kicking around the house, cleaning and and whatever, doing little things that I had put off. I, uh, you know, interestingly, one of the things that I had started into was um, my big project was to clear off my pool. I've, I've got a pool pool slash yeah. ping pong table in the basement that's yeah. covered with boxes and stuff. And, um, and I was saying, so my, my big project was going to be to clear that off. So I could have a party <laughs> and <laughs> this is, yeah. And this is the, uh, this is we our origin yeah, story. this is our origin story. And now we look here, here we are, uh, which is very ironic. Oh, is that yeah. ironic? I don't know. Um, it's uh, yeah, that's yeah. ironic. Yeah. Um, so but we're together. This is the new, yeah, yeah. This is how we party now. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so yeah, I, um, and maybe this is uh, one of the topics that we can cover. How do we spend our days now, or what? You know, yeah. I, th- I think this is what everybody's kind of talking about now. How do you? How do we stay sane? Well, one of the things, Dave, that I was thinking of is this reduction of kind of circle because I I what I've I've noticed about myself is that I reach out a lot to people who are acquaintances but I'm not that close to I reach out a lot kind of a reflexively and now people are less available and I'm less available to that I really am looking at who's in my pod of depth yeah yeah because we just have less access to each other Hi, Pubs. Hi. <laughs> oh, this will be fun. Let's just do Hey, are you, you're not recording this, are you, Pubs? pubs? No, no, oh. no. That's too bad. You know, I was thinking that in future ones, uh, yeah. you, if you recorded it, I can, uh, I, or, or somebody could just sync up the audio from the podcast to the sure. to the video. Um, so there's an idea. But we're not, we're, we're, nobody's going to watch us watching this, right? <laughs> I mean, I actually, just want... there's. A, have you seen Blogging Heads TV? No. It's uh, people basically with the view that I have right now, which is not three way. It's usually two way, where two people on their headphones talking to each other, just like you and Dave are now, and uh, talking about all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, but uh, but but we're not recording this visually right now. No, no. Okay, right. good. Yeah, so we can just we're just disembodied voices still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah only we can see each got, other. Yeah. I'll, I'll only you can just, see that I'm naked. Yeah, good. That's I that's, see dead people. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> oh, I, God. You know, we're still getting dressed over at our house. That's a good thing, right? I'm dressed. I've been to the store. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, hey, Kristen, I got something for you. You you haven't got yeah. uh, AirPods, do you? Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, okay. I just have the... Because we're getting that. a lot of scritchies from your uh, microphone. Oh. There. oh, sorry. I'll try and be less mobile. This would be an example of um, privilege and wealth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I don't have it. Damn it. I forgot my privilege and wealth. Well, I have a ton of privilege, but I don't have AirPods. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe that should be the litmus test. If the author has AirPods, yeah, wait. then. then uh, yeah. Oh. Wait, who is producing he, this? He brought podcast? us back. Just, I, I can still receive mail. I should just, uh, <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. So uh, yeah. What are, what are you guys doing? Uh, how and and where are your anxiety, Pablo? Where's your anxiety levels? Is, uh, are, are you Very sanguine? Low. Very low. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think that diatribe about the literary why. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's about right. But uh, why would that be indicative of anything? What What are you? Are you Avoidance? Making a joke? Are you? Are you, avo- what are you I'm make, I'm making a joke. I got you. Bad joke. Um, like as in my. Yeah, uh, running on about something that is clearly you kn- know nothing about and is unimportant. <laughs> well, that's that's my modus operandi. <laughs> that's what I do, frankly. Don't take that away from me. I won't. I won't. I promise. I I will join you. As okay, always. so Pops, pa- you're you're pretty uh, chill right now. I'm pretty chill right now. I mean, you know. Uh, I suppose looking down the barrel of death and financial ruin, but uh, <laughs> who isn't? And, uh, you know, uh, Stephanie, Oliver, and Pat are good, and I'm seeing them. I'm, we're going to, we have Monopoly scheduled tonight. Nice. So that should be fun. Oliver's never played, and I guess his school suggested that he play Monopoly. So I don't know if that's supposed to teach him about the brutal world of property acquisition or what, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Should be fun. And then, you know, I'm just um, doing a little bit of uh, housekeeping. I'm cooking. I'm eating pretty well. I, I'm i going for walks. Um, there's something actually at this stage, there's something sort of calming about it. Um, I'm, I hope that for all our collective sakes that we um, can manage this crisis uh, on a you know, sort of functional level and that the least number of people die possible. Um, and, uh, and then just batten down the hatches and, and try and wait it out, you know? Yeah. 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 I think there is something to be said for recognizing that these might be the good days and to have, uh, have a, have a, uh, be open to enjoying this time. What is yeah. it about this time we can enjoy each yeah, day? Yeah, if I, I wrote down in my journal last night, I'm looking back on this moment, which is that I'm projecting into the future and looking back on this moment. And thinking, yeah, and being like, wow, it was so sweet. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes I do th- think that way, and sometimes I think that was when things were still good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you guys, uh, here's, of course, a science fiction reference. Have you seen 12 Monkeys? Yeah. Uh, 12 Monkeys. Not for a lot. Brad Pitt, right? And Terry, yeah, it's a Terry Gilliam film, actually. Um, it's terrifying, but there's some really beautiful parts to it where uh, I think Bruce Willis plays the, the lead character, and, and it's essentially he's a prisoner and he goes back in time to try and find the origin of a worldwide plague. And so parts of the film involve him looking back on the world as he remembers it as a child. And uh, it's, it's lovely and I, it's haunting and, and that's uh, replaying in my mind a yeah. lot these days. Yeah. Okay. I'm um, going to write that down. Is that don't, we, Dave? Don't, don't watch don't, it. Don't watch that. <laughs> okay. no, 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 I won't no. write it down. Don't watch that. Right. <laughs> McKenna suggested bridesmaids, and I said yes. that's a good idea. That is a great one. <laughs> I've been watching Dave Little Dickie's uh, show on Hulu. That's really funny, Dave. You would like that? Oh, 
Uh, Little Dicky has a show. Yeah, Little Dicky has a show. Who's Little Dicky? Oh, oh my Frames. God, Frames! <laughs> oh no, I I hit the boy paywall, the gender gap. Oh no, I'm falling in. I think it's a lot more than that. But Lil Dicky <laughs> is a comedic rapper. Okay. And uh, he's um, okay. I'm that's all about all you need to know. <laughs> but he's produced a number of videos that are um, that are really funny and widely circulated. Okay. All right. I wrote that down. Yeah. Good. I'm I'm watching six uh, songs that shook the world. Uh, mm. Hip hop. The the history of hip hop. Mm. Um, yes, it's very good. Kanye West, Run DMC, Kendrick Lamar. The, each oh. episode is on a song, and oh, then it's cool. kind of the history of the context. It's footage of the time. It's really great. Yeah. What uh, Kendrick Lamar song do they do? Big Kunta or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, we Gonna Be All Right. All Right. Oh. Which is a very good song for the coronavirus playlist. Uh, you know, so to come back to this, to Pablo's elf hole, um, Lil Dicky is an interesting study in that whole phenomenon. <laughs> It is. Yeah, because he's a, he's a white a Jew a little white Jewish guy who's a Very rapper. Well, well, grew up wealthy, super privileged. Yeah, yeah, and um, and he's a rapper and and has adopted all the tropes and stuff. But he says out of respect for the genre, and he's he he that yeah. So and I don't let's not go down the little dicky. Maybe Chris <laughs> Kristen, maybe you can uh, go uh, just go on YouTube and look at a couple of his videos. Okay. And, and uh, what's the, what's his his first big one was uh, saving that uh, saving that money. No, I think it was actually ex boyfriend. Ex boyfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, if you look up the, yeah, any of those are great. But I I love that saving saving that money. I yeah, that's funny. I, I like that, but I like I like ex boyfriend better. Um, and then pillow talk is great. Long, yeah. you'll hate it. I, I will. I will hate it. I, I think you'll hate pillow talking. I don't. I don't know that you'll hate little Dicky per se. Oh, I love pillow talking. Um. Just <laughs> talking late into the night. Yeah, this is a little different. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Uh. It's it's. It's late night post sex talking, but it gets weird, real weird. <laughs> yeah, but that the woman in that is the same one that plays his girlfriend in the show. Oh, okay. And she's a Minnesotan. Yeah. She's from Minnesota. Well, that I mean, that's the character is. I don't know if in the show she is. I I think she actually. Oh, in the show she is. Yeah, I think that she actually is. You think that she woman. actually is? I think I looked. I think I stalked her on the internet. Yeah, after I saw that video. And, um, Good and for I, you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> you mean researched? Yes. Yes. Um. Uh. Yeah. 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 So a little. Uh, oh. Um. I'm watching. Uh, Broadchurch, Broadchurch, is that what it's called? It's yeah. a, oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. A British, uh, yeah, yeah, crime procedural. Um, I, Broad um, City is a good one for this time. Oh that's yeah, great. that's Broad uh, City that's really amazing. fun. But uh, what I was going to say about Broadchurch is that it's super dark and does you know it's about the murder yeah. of a little Why, boy. Dave? And, Why? Well, but Massachusetts. interestingly, that the, just getting out of my own 
mis- yeah. miserable experience into somebody else's miserable so experience. So you're, you're kind applying of a large dose of schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that my, so my favorite uh, podcast is um, uh, Pod Save America. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there's another uh, uh, sister podcast podcast called uh, pod save the world and there's another one called yeah yeah there, it's uh crooked media is the the oh, media cool. company that puts out these podcasts and man i love those guys um just really smart people yeah i should um, start listening to that i don't i don't really have any great podcasts that i listen to yeah yeah well pod save america and pod save the world are both really erudite <laughs> um shows and just smart people people who are in the uh, obama administration what are you guys laughing at yeah. I, I was doing this we're, oh we're you scalp massage my we're yeah we're making fun. faces at each other we're making, yeah <laughs> uh you anyhow know, as you do as the, you do they were talking about uh on pod save the world yesterday um uh, about how they're they had a a, a recommendation list things that they're doing with their time um, oh what I, what is it lay it on us uh oh here i wrote down trickle it things. down to me uh one of them was uh a, a tv show called or is it a show or a movie the spy and the traitor uh, hmm. or maybe that's a book i don't know um uh show the night manager uh Show called uh, oh uh, in the Garden of the Beast by um, Eric Larson, which is about um, the rise of Hitler or a family that's stuck in Berlin during the rise of Hitler. Um, the I the mean, plot against America, that. which is about uh, yeah yeah um, you know so a lot anyway these are all dark things and and those guys were saying the same thing as I was saying is that um, somehow going into the darkness in a different way than your current darkness situation is some well, is oddly comforting. If you like that, Dave, you should watch uh, Ricky Gervais's show. I can't remember what the name oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Becky, my sister was saying that that w- was really haunted. She thinks about that show all the time. Which show? Yeah. You're not thinking I, of... I no. can't remember the name of it. Um, I'll look it up. Oh, look. Uh, Ricky Gervais, coronavirus. <laughs> no. <laughs> All I'm getting is news on the coronavirus. I can't. Uh, I actually wrote it down because um, Becky was just talking about it the other day. Um, Have you guys ever watched Baskets? Yeah, uh, I didn't. I couldn't I get into that. Started. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was kind of. I don't know, man. I couldn't get into it either, and I was like, "Is this motherfucker making fun of like?" Comedia del Arte is he like making <laughs> afterlife. afterlife afterlife that's it yeah what's it about what's afterlife about it's it, about a guy whose wife dies and he's like just a bummer after that and <laughs> like much of Ricky Gervais I'm sorry that's funny stuff, yeah, yeah like much of Ricky Gervais's stuff I, I'm not sure if the guy's an asshole or not but um it ends in a really a lovely way. There were only a couple sort of notes that the show hit where I was like, really? But um, for the most part, um, I thought it was actually pretty, pretty lovely. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Becky was saying. But the comedy, there's some comedic moments that just aren't funny. And I'm not sure if they're 
not comedic moments and he's trying i don't know what what there were just a couple couple things but for the most part i it stuck with me you know kathy and i just watched the invention of lying last night oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, How's that? which i had never seen before and i did I, I thought it was a new thing and then i'm like wait a second this is oh and, and it was oh, turned it's 2011 no, it's Ricky Gervais oh. and Jess- yeah. Jennifer Gardner, Jessica, Jennifer Gardner, Gardner, Jennifer Gardner, yeah. Gardner. Um, and a bu- all star cast. I mean, there's Edward Norton Jr., um, uh, Louis C.K. Um, what happened to uh, Louis C.K.? Is he still around? He's still, yeah, he's still performing. He does he? shows. He's selling out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've heard he's he's kind of become not funny and he I don't know. I and he's not addressing the the elephant, coronavirus. elephant in the room yeah <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but you know what this is so <laughs> all of this stuff now like i think about louis ck and literary, literary criticism and all all of this stuff just seems silly to me now yeah everything has has just yeah become recontextualized into how how is this yeah it, it just seems silly. how is this relevant kind yeah. of yeah, yeah. <sighs> sorry guys i'm a little distracted there's someone i don't know jackhammering or something it's a terrible sound it woke me up at 8 20 this morning and it's just been going on and on i'm sorry that sounds awful yeah sounds, it's so unlike uptown well, I mean, one doesn't expect <laughs> jackhammering during the zombie apocalypse. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm looking out my window, and there's almost no traffic. Yeah, yeah, same here. As it should be. Yeah. We've been walking um, in the underneath 394 area between Bryn Mawr and oh, Lower nice. Hill. Oh, yeah. it's so cool. It's so post-apocalyptic. And yeah. it's just, I don't know, gorgeous. And I love that area. Me too. I love, I love it. it. Love yeah. it. And what's the street there that goes over to, um, it's got a funny name, not haha funny. It's like <laughs> a highway or a, but if you walk on like Glenwood, I think it is. And you just keep going. It turns into this little thing that has a bridge that goes over the the walking bridge over the Nine Mile yeah. Creek. Yeah, and yeah. then there's I don't the know. there's I don't a know Glenwood. The you know, so there's that Glenwood Englewood, uh, the old Glenwood Englewood Water Company oh, thing oh, that's down oh, below. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a there's a microbrewery in there now. Yeah, yeah. and um, the impound lot. You can see the impound lot too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a little further down from what I was doing. We were. We were um, walking by the train tracks and uh, kind of across Penn. Mm-mm. And then underneath. Yeah, what do they call that? They, there used to be, you know, when um, back in the day, I used to go down there and there was the, the ruins of the old uh, train switching yard down there. In oh, the, that's in cool. What they, call, they used to call that the Kenwood Flats. And then... Um, the the area up above it was the Kenwood Bluffs was yeah. where um, hmm. where that water tower is. That's where the buffalo <clears throat> ran 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 off, right? The Lowry Hill, the way up top, and then 
those that string of new micro man mansions, mini mansions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The buffalo I, ran a, off of there. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, there was a. Um, God, I can't remember the name of it. I won't. I won't remember it. That's okay. Huh. Where the the Indians would chase the buffalo and off the edge of a cliff and then eat them. I don't know something like that. There's huh. some. There's a name to it. Interesting. I'm yeah. gonna pretend I know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. I I, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, the, even the area. Yeah. Uh, so okay, where are we in time? Oh yeah, we're at uh, 52 minutes here. I'm um, getting tired, and I'm gonna have to eat toast and nap. <laughs> yeah. I, are you ready for first nap already? I am ready for first nap because I I stayed up too late. I foolishly played Breath of the Wild last night, which I don't I just don't enjoy that game anymore. So I just got to stop playing. I got to move to a new game. Yeah. Maybe I need to become a gamer. Dave, well, listen, <clears throat> if you want to jump down that elf hole, I, I got a lot of recommendations for you. Yeah, where does the guy start? I haven't got any uh, uh, Xbox or anything like that. Well, well, yeah. I mean, you could get a Switch. You could get... Um, I mean, Breath of the Wild is really cute and fun. I just... I have a low threshold. For me, I, I, I finished Spider-Man on the PS4. That was amazing. Um... You know, there's a lot of games on the field. If you you should buy a PS4 and get Grand Theft Auto, and you you'll be you could be gone for six months. But can I just say, should you? Because isn't oh, yeah. this that isn't this a time when we should maybe be talking about? Well, how are we redesigning and rebuilding our communities? No, this is not. The <laughs> Who has enough food? No. How are these in infrastructures falling apart, disproportionately affecting people? Should we be maybe, <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, should we be thinking about growing our own food, maybe, or? Well, you in, know. in all earnestness, uh, Frable, <laughs> I think we don't know how this is going to shake out, so I think it's a little premature. You know what I mean? Um, we could all be in camps in another six months, or we could all be uh, digging ditches in another six months. Uh, I mean, well, or we just don't know. There's no way to know. Well, we know what's happening right now, though, which is the that essential workers are grocery store people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, delivery we've got people. people doing deliveries. Yeah. You know, the, all the people who are deemed, um, you know, kind of the functional people they're sacrificing by being out. Absolutely. <clears throat> and that is a, I just want to recognize that. that, that yeah, is a, yeah, I've been thinking That is it. a huge part of it's this heroic, kind of upside really. down world. Right. And it makes me think, well, how can I, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I want to be, I, I get the, I get there's the balance between escape and palliative entertainment measures but there's also this wonderful opportunity to say hey we're in a really weird redesign moment if you if you go on instagram and you are at all following any of the social justice uh thought leaders that they're excited about this as an opportunity 
And, well, and I, I'm I, into that. This could I be a real David reboot. I play yeah. Grand Theft Auto six hours a day and still have time <laughs> to do whatever kind of world-changing shit I you're know. suggesting. I absolutely believe that's true of you, my friend. I absolutely <laughs> believe that. <laughs> or I could t- practice piano <laughs> oh, for six I hours a day. That. I'm doing that. Um, but I think it's cool to think of it as an opportunity for a redesign. I mean, they're about to send everybody some money, the government. Wow. You know, not too long ago, the idea of that would have been anathema. But these these um, kind of uh, flavors of socialism are starting to make a little bit more sense. <laughs> yeah, listen to Pod Save America. They had the the latest episode from yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, uh, they talked a lot about this and about how. Um, yeah, there's a real uh, uh, opportunity here to. So one thing, for instance, uh, vote by mail. Um, yeah, looks like it may have to happen because, uh, you know, like as you know, from going to vote, you know, most of the poll workers are like 80, you know, usually yeah. the volunteers that are, wow. that are involved. Um, and, uh, um, and in re- little so enclosed real. spaces and stuff like that. And, uh, um, and just in order to conduct the vote this time, uh, we may have to go to vote by mail, which is a much more democratic, uh, yeah. way of voting and so much for uh, you electoral college right well I mean, no it wouldn't i wouldn't, it wouldn't change, that, change but that but it would it would probably increase voter uh participation um because yeah. you wouldn't have to take time off work you wouldn't wait in yeah. lines you wouldn't well, have to you now, know, wait just, a second you'd you'd have to take time off a of grand theft auto <laughs> <laughs> um <sighs> but also you know um uh, the thing that they were advocating for Democrats pushing for is uh, not a one-time payment of $2,000, but a regular payment schedule that everybody gets if the uh, GDP, say, falls below a certain level um, just to keep the economy going, uh, That where everybody just gets you know 2000 bucks a month. You know what's crazy, though? In the Striv today, they, they were outlining the different ideas about that. And they were saying, but for people who are living in poverty, it'll be less because they pay fewer taxes. And I just thought, oh, my God. <laughs> the people yeah, that's, who are, that's just insane. You know, the people who are. Yeah, it's wild. Well, I mean, if anything, you know, this. All of these developments are a strong argument for why our social safety net should be um, unequivocal and um, solid and why the lowest you should fall in our society is a roof over your head, free daycare, education, all that jazz. Healthcare, healthcare. Grand Grand Theft Auto, they should be coming out with Grand Theft Auto 6 already. (laughs) And that should be every household. Every household gets it, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's... Brable, I mean, have have yeah. you ever played Grand Theft Auto? Um, does it have um, depictions of women that are degrading or over-sexualized? I'm not even sure how to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, then chances are I have not. Weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Weird. I was so troubled by Eli. I, I think, so Eli was really into Grand Theft Auto when he was 10, Oh, he was? Yeah. What, uh, and how old is he now? 24. 
So it was probably what GTA three or something. I don't know. Did it take place in New York? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's GTA three. I think. Yeah. Which yeah, one yeah. takes place in Los Angeles? That's GTA five. The current one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but he played one that was in Los Angeles too. I thought. I well, think it the, was the, early. There was another one that took place, I think, in Florida, and that was GTA Four. Oh, maybe it was Florida. Huh. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but so yeah, I, I was so disturbed Miami. by that. I, you know, <laughs> watching those guys just, you know, execute people, and you know, <laughs> like, are you kidding me? It's, Did you it's play just, it? Did you try playing it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I played it a little bit. And did you enjoy it? I did. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is an interesting thing, and it goes back, and I hate to open the alcohol, but it goes back to your original thing, Pablo. It's how can you disassociate content from context, and can you successfully enjoy Grand Theft Auto even though you know it is having a horrendous effect on the you know subconsciouses of 10-year-old boys? Or, for instance, like McKenna and I watched a Judd Apatow movie last night, and we love Judd Apatow, but this one did not hold up under a, you know, a maturing young woman's sensibility about uh, the depiction of women. Halfway through this movie, knocked up, McKenna turned to me and she said, I just forgot how sexist this is. I well, said, I know, I know the depiction of this woman, it should, there's no women in this movie. Right. They're just all tropes and stereotypes. And we looked at each other and just went, God, it's just not worth it anymore. The humor isn't enough of a payoff to wade through how kind of insulting and... Sure, and dehumanizing it is. But, I mean, to, to your point, Frable, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto is one tiny little vector into that boy. And there are a million others that are just as egregious, if not more... Yeah, but that's like everything else. Yeah, and Eli and Ocean. uh, But it's like a death by a thousand paper cuts, you know what I mean? I mean, if you you have a toxicity that's surrounding a child, you don't say, oh, I'm not going to, you know, budget the toxicity. Well, what would you do, Frable? No movies, no comics. No video games, no politics, oh, no watching so much mom av- and dad interact. There's so much available. No, there's so much no. available to curate. There's so but, much good stuff. Yeah, there's no, I think there's no way to do it. I think we live in a terrible, racist, no, no, no. sexist society. But, but it's not all or no, nothing. But there's all kinds of darkness, Frabes. There's, no, there's, you, what about hor- all the horror horror and shows? Just like, and dark, just like dark. there are some sexist movies that you get a comedic payoff from and so you do the math and you're like okay well this is shitty about it but i enjoy this part of it it's the same with any other type of media it's the same with grand theft auto yeah <laughs> sad defeated i'm between no, you know i'm you between know, the two no, of you no, because no, i i was really disturbed that is a very patient look with love that I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. It's patience and it's love. Well, and here's so, the other thing. Have you ever... You know what? I'm yeah. not being defeated because you know what? The future is female, my friends. <laughs> Although I did, I saw an article and I didn't read it, but um, I think it was in, in the Atlantic. It was about how um, 
why the coronavirus is going to be terrible for the women's movement. <laughs> okay. What, what, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll read it or maybe you should go. We should all Google it or something. I mean, but, it's going to be terrible for all of us. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I, um, I hope that in the kind of crumbling structure of society and the collapse that since there's more women in power who can try to steer us forward, that there will be more equity in Amen. the decisions made with how to deal with this. I mean, this is going to be life-changing, kind of unbelievably uh, impactful forever. Yes. And I'll, I'll add on to that in the most trivial way that um, I hope that Grand Theft Auto <laughs> 7 and, and 8 and whatever – are more inclusive and have more women programming and more women writings and more people oh, of color because it's going to be a better game. And that's Absolutely. what I care about. Absolutely. And I'm down for Grand Theft Auto. I stole a car once. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay. That doesn't surprise me. Let's, let's hear that story. <laughs> okay. So as you know, I grew up on a farm, uh, in quotes farm. It was a 80 acre uh, piece of land on Lake Independence. And um, myself and my four sisters and my crazy parents lived there. And my parents' divorce coincided with my adolescence. And there was a lot of freedom, shall we say. So I learned to drive by putting the car in neutral and rolling it down the driveway, which had a pitch so that oh. my sisters and I could roll the car to the end of the driveway. It started at the end, and that's how I learned to drive, was by going out and joyriding every night. So, um, How old you know, were you? I was like 13, 12, 13. And uh, I even drove down to the city. I mean, I think of the stuff I did. I drove down to <laughs> Minneapolis. You know, 13? Wow. Well, I was 14 then. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, I didn't know how to drive. I picked up a friend and I said, uh, drove on the highway. At that yeah. time, it was Highway 12, down to Minneapolis. And uh, I just remember going to Warren Park and walking around like midnight. This is the, <laughs> this, is the awesome. late, this is the late 70s. I mean, I, you know, yeah, Grand Theft Auto. Yep. Lived it, brother. <laughs> Maybe you'll be on the development team for the next iteration. Hey, you know, I, I think maybe maybe Grand Theft Auto could be some kind of care care um, harm mitigation and care delivery system. So they're stealing cars in order to get the vaccine from one place to the other. It'd be like yeah. a mo modern day no, you know, Alaska run or something. Let me let me tell you something which is uh, funny. So Grand Theft Auto doesn't trip any of my empathy triggers. I just enjoy it. It's pure. Uh, popcorn and yes it's as terrible as everyone says it is uh breath of the wild which is a cartoonish adventure game on the switch which skews very young yeah uh and you embody a, a character named link who's sort of a sword and sorcery guy and yeah he walks around this um different environments uh green hills icy mountaintops and so on and so forth and he has to hunt killing deer and he fights um skeletons and all these other kinds of things 
one of the creatures he has to kill, I think they're called a Hinks. It's a giant creature. Yeah. And uh, I try to avoid killing. I try to avoid hunting, which is very yeah. hard to do. Because you're because a vegetarian? And yeah, and I don't like killing these deer. They make a sad sound when they die. And these Hinks creatures, they're giant. You have to shoot them in the eye. And at one point, they put their hands over their eyes and they try to protect themselves. And oh, no. it trips my empathy trigger so hard. Oh. I just hate it. I hate it way more than I have ever hated Grand Theft Auto oh, for that sort of wow. emotional transgression. So all that to say, you never know. Yeah. Well, here's my question. Okay, if we have to forage for food... Would you eat one of the squirrels that are the abundant squirrel population in Loring Park? I mean, if we have to forage for food, um, my lack of skill <laughs> is what's going to in, be introduced into that equation. And it's not ever going to come to a moral or ethical question because I'll never catch anything. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would uh, eat squirrel. I have eaten squirrel. Yeah. There's lots of squirrels in Loring Park. Yeah, and they I mean, eat they'd be, mostly acorns. They'd be hunted out. I know. I mean, about, you know, I'm I'm a whole whole uh, foods uh, customer. No, no, I'm just saying I'm I'm part and parcel <laughs> of the whole thing. I, I wouldn't last a day. You know, you put me in the woods, I wouldn't last a day. It's just oh, not my thing, you know. Oh, I know. Um, We're so yeah. ill-equipped. Okay, yeah. now we've gotten to the correct place of post-apocalyptic <laughs> talk. Yeah, now now yeah. now we can really dig in. First of all, how would you survive if you had to hide in a wall? I mean, I think about you know what the what people had to do during the Nazi occupation, you know, and how people had to endure, you know, living under floorboards. I mean, we can, I look around my house, I'm like, this is awesome. I have internet, I have a piano, I have a saxophone, I have a child, I have food delivered, you know, I'm doing great. Yeah, it's not exactly Anne Frank. No, it certainly isn't. So where, where's my emotional fortitude to survive this? Well, I think I can find it. But I'm in not, terms of the food yeah. supply, that's another thing. Well, you know, it starts with these sort of small um, transgressions where people aren't social distancing. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, and, it's driving and, me crazy. And then, then it my goes, and, and then people buying all the toilet paper. And then it okay. goes to... All kind. I mean, we're not, uh, and I hope that we don't reach that point where the fundamental elements of our society fall apart. But it's possible. And then I gotta wake know, my you, kid up. You definitely could have, um, you know, a scarier situation. Honey, I hope that up. doesn't happen. You have class soon. Okay, sorry, sorry. I was just say hi up. to McKenna for us. Here, McKenna, the boys say hi. Hi, McKenna. <laughs> set her alarm sorry i just noticed she has college at 11 mm. um what were you saying pablo i'm so sorry i got distracted. it's a, progr just, it's a progression and you hope that, that it doesn't go yeah right. i hope our baseline is the inconvenience of staying indoors and 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 that's it but um you know, I I don't know. You know, I think there's been, uh, at least anecdotally, there's been an uptick in crime because um, kids are home and bored and um, roaming the neighborhoods, you know. 
Um, really? I didn't know that. Well, that's, I don't know if it's factual or not. That's just what I'm hearing, yeah. you know, from, uh, from unreliable sources. So, you know, um, one of the things that I'm noticing, cause I'm still teaching. So now instead of my students coming into my house, my, I'm going into their houses virtually. Yeah. And, and it's so sweet to see the environments the kids live in. Oh, that's and awesome. The, and the fact that their parents are home with them and there's this amazing family time happening, unexpected and fraught, sure, everybody's anxious. Yeah. But they're so delighted to have a piano lesson and to have a person, you know, the, it, there's something really beautiful about the contact, even though it's through, just like we feel, to see you guys and to have this time together. There's a beautiful sense of how precious um, relationship is. Yeah. 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 There's going to be a lot Agreed. of beauty that'll come out of this for sure. Yeah. And I think that it, 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 it's kind of important to emphasize like the diet, like on your plate, remember how the food pyramid turned upside down? Like yeah. now I've been thinking about, you know, how people mourned Kobe Bryant so much. I mean, mm -hmm. we've got to save our emotional fortitude and 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 anticipate loss and in a way refuse to do proxy grief. We had the uh, kind of uh, we had the luxury of this celebrity culture of feeling like we're we're mourning figures or, you know, Tom Hanks is sick with the coronavirus. But I don't know Tom Hanks. I love Tom Hanks. But you know what I mean? There's 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 kind of a uh, reset that we need to do in terms of how to bolster our emotional shit has gotten real. Yeah, we have to we have to be careful. And Dave, you have to sleep, man. We have to yeah. we have to stay well and we have to stay positive and and not not um, not deny ourselves the beauty that's within our grasp right now that's going to feed us. I'd also like to advocate for showering more than less. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, all these protocols, man, it's a hazmat life. So yeah, yeah. Well, but, to, but um, I just wanted to, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's very um, poignant, Chris, Chris and, um, and, uh, and I think that, to add on to that, I, th I think that it, <laughs> We became a mean, a very mean society, uh, and things got really uncivil uh, in the age of Trump. And uh, my my better self hopes that this little reboot reset will kind of bring us together as yeah. as a society, and that when we are able to be around each other again, everybody's gonna hug. Oh. Oh yes. my God! Imagine yeah. the pent up hugs. I, yeah. I'm gonna go walk down the street and hug everybody I see. I know. Do you and I that and I think that even yeah. I'll I'll hug Republicans too. Oh, Dave, that's are a, you Republican? That, I want a Republican a, now. That's a heart change. That's a beautiful. <laughs> that's that's a lot of spiritual growth right there. What what was that? What was that movie during the eighties about the AIDS crisis in New York City? And at the end of the movie, Angels there was this, and, not Angels, Angels in America. America, no, not Angels in America, 
Although that Wall was so Street. amazing. Not thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was a beautiful. I guess it was an art movie, but at the end of it, there was this incredible scene where everybody was at the beach. Pablo's making faces. I'm just um, stretching my face. I'm oh, not stretching. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like like when the Brass Messengers went to Ashland, Wisconsin, and we played for the college there, and at the end of the gig, I just went. Oh my God, this is like utopia. All these beautiful young college children dancing to music on the lawn. Yeah, we're all going to grab each other, grab our faces, and just smush them. It'll be so beautiful. <laughs> Put our fingers in each other's mouths. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> lick, our, lick our cheeks. <laughs> I'm going to lick but, everything. But I, I know. But I love what you said about better selves, Dave. This is a this is a moment where, like, the deep spiritual soul, like a, a life of soulfulness. This is calling us into a different kind of uh, um, imperative, in a way. Yeah, yeah. You know, I my grandma I used to uh, tell stories about the depression and about how they would take in, you know, people who were hungry. And, oh, if I have an extra slice of bread that you can, you know, like every people were helping each other and there was a real spirit. And she had a real nostalgia for that time of of everybody helping each other. Well, that's, it's so funny because I emailed my landlords and I said, hey, here we are in this situation. Is there any way you can, you know, help us? Because I live in a very dense neighborhood. I have three buildings yeah. of apartments. We have a lot of common areas. And yeah. I said, how about providing some um, disinfectant wipes for the common areas? What about the laundry room? Can you, you know, what can we do as a community? And, yeah. um, you know, what's going to happen if people get sick? There's all these empty apartments because we're gentrifying. So yeah. there's, a, you know, are you going to make those available so that house close households can quarantine from one another while still providing care? What can we do to mitigate the harm that's coming down the way? Yeah. Um, you know, crickets, no, no answer. There's no interest there. But um, so I just put up a sign in, in each of the buildings saying, hey, let's let's have a board of communication so that people who have needs can get them met or we can somehow as a community be in conversation because it's, it's tricky because you can't, I mean, during the great depression, you could bring a, bring some food to someone or you could gather. I can't even go teach my piano lessons at the food shelf at Groveland and they're, you know, sacrificing their home sheltering to deliver food to people who don't have food. Yeah. Um, it's it's a challenge right now to be able to be um, in a system of care. How do we do this? We're going to have to invent new stuff. Yeah. Hey, I think that that might be a good place to uh, end it for the moment. You're okay, here. my friends. I love you guys. Dave, I love you. I'm a little worried about you. Talk to more people. Yeah. Maybe spend more time with Kathy and the kids. Yeah, yeah. And and I think we should do every Friday. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Let's be in touch. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Okay. And All let's right. let's uh, let's definitely get more sleep. Yeah, I th- yeah. I'm, I might uh, get a little of that right now. Hey, okay. by the way, can we do a recommendation? Each sure. Do a recommendation. 
I'll start with Sarah Beth's morning yoga. It's only 10 minutes. It's on the internet. She's great. How do you say it? S-A-R-A or with yep. an H? Yep. S-A-R-A, I think. Anyway, she's got a shit ton Sarah of yoga. Sarah Beth's yoga. Morning yoga, did you say? Yeah, that she's got a whole bunch of different yogas, but it's really doable and easy and it's fun to do. Okay. That's mine. All right. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, that's my recommendation. <laughs> if you haven't tried it, try it. Is that PS4? Um, yeah, it's on the PS4. Uh, I think it's on other platforms, I'm not sure, but just play it. Play it for like uh, a day, even if you hate it, and then you don't ever have to play it again. You noodles. <laughs> oh, well, how about you, Davey? Oh, well, I think I already made a few recommendations. My... Uh, 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 Pod Save America and Pod Save the World. Yeah. Those are my recommendations. And also... You guys sure look beautiful. Yeah. Aww, yeah, you too. Yeah. You do. Big, big iPhone hug. Yeah. Here. Love my arms guys. are going Here's out. A, I know. We usually <laughs> sign off from each other with a big group hug. And there we go. All right. Okay. I love you guys. And, and let's, too, uh, let's stay in touch. Yep. And, okay. um, yeah. And take, next Friday. Take good care. Yes, you, you too. too. All right. All right. Love, love. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. 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 Bye.